And today's daf is daf tzadi. Hey, page ninety-five. Hey, look at Mesachus Subas, and we're going to pick up three lines from the top. The Mishnah. Here we go. Fascinating situation. Ready? The Mishnah gives us case where you know. Let's introduce it. When somebody's got a wife, he writes a ksuba. That ksuba, his land now becomes, um, has a lien on it to the wife. Because Meshubit, to the wife. If he were to sell the land, and he has no land remaining, then the wife, when it comes time to collect the ksuba, could take it back from the purchasers. Okay? If he has no land remaining, she could collect it. Okay, so again, if he has no land remaining after he sells it, she could take it. If there is land remaining, she can't take it from the buyer. She could, whatever's left, that's what, uh, that's what, she, uh, that's what she collects from. Okay, fine. A guy's got two wives. Each one has a ksuba. Here's what happens. He's crazy. Here's what happens. Well, the last Mishnah was four wives. Take it I easy. Know, I know. So, so um, here's what happens. He sells a land... And wife number one writes to the buyer, I will not utilize my lien against you to take the land back. And the husband sells the land. Okay? The first wife gave up her rights to collect it as far as the buyer is concerned. What's going to happen? Now it's time to collect the ksuba. So... Wife number one comes to the buyer and she says, I want my land. What's the buyer going to say? You wrote me a note. You said you ain't going to collect it. Okay. So wife number two is going to come and collect the land from the buyer. So now does she have rights to collect it? You better believe it. So now she has the land. Wife number one goes to wife number two and says, listen, I never gave up my rights to the land. I just told the buyer I'm not going to mun him. I'm not going to claim the land from him. But that's the buyer. That's not you. What so now that you did? took it, I have an earlier dated ksuba from you, and it's going to go back to me. So now the first wife is going to take the land back. Wait, then the buyer's going to go. What did she give her? I mean, what did she give him? Well, she gave him a note she saying, I'm not going to come claim the land. So that's all she did. I'm not going to claim the land. She did not completely release the but she just said, I'm not going to collect it from you. From the buyer. I'm not cla- this is what we have to clarify before the mission. I'm not collecting it from you. Okay? So now wife number two collects it. Wife number one is going to take it back from wife number two. The buyer is not going to go to wife number one and say, hey, I bought the land. You said you're not going to take it. And now you took it. And now I get the land back. And he wants it back. And then we call it a galgal This is a wheel that keeps turning. It's going to go over and over and over and over. And uh, pass the package. Does, does he have a... Let me ask this. Does he... Does, okay. does, so this is a situation that we're dealing with. Now there's one more important idea that we're going to see in the Gemara. And that is, even when a wife writes to the buyer, I will not claim from you, was that a heartfelt note? Or was that at the time of marriage a way to keep her husband happy that he's going to get full price on the field. Meaning like this. If a, for a husband who wants to sell a field, if, if the wife has a lien on it, people aren't willing to pay so much for the field. Because at any point that it comes time to collect the ksuba, the wife could take it back from them. However, if a wife writes, you know, uh, you know, I'm not going to take it from you, so then people are willing to pay more. So if she could show any sort of way where she really didn't mean that she's giving up her rights to the field, she was just trying to keep her husband happy for Shalom Bias, then... 
it's it's not when it comes to mumness, we look go into the mind. We go into yeah, and we say maybe it wasn't it wasn't a real note. Makes a purchase, do we have to worry about that every time? Uh, after, he, he had mind. Yeah, doing yeah, this we do, we do. You do need to be concerned that maybe it's being sold under duress. Absolutely. Well, it's not duress. It's, 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 he's it's not duress. duress. Well, well, it's considered duress. All right. So these are all the these are all the svaras that we're going to need for Amud Aleph. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Zok the Mishnah Gishmak. Mishnah Guy's got two wives. He sells his field. Now, both wives have a lien on the field. The first wife writes to the buyer, I have, between me and you, I ain't going to come collect it. I'm not going to get it from you. So the second wife, when it comes time to collect the she can take it from the buyer. Now, what's going to happen now? The first wife will go collect it from the second wife. Because she has a predated suit. She said, I'm not going to take it from the buyer, but I'm going to take it from you. The buyer's going to take it back from wife number one, because she waived her rights. And and now we are dancing in circles. This is a very long chasna. Yeah, past the package. Until they reach a pshara Now this is gishmak. What do you mean pshara b'neim? All you need is, and this is such a beautiful lesson in life, one person to break the chain. And that one person is going to help everybody. And they're actually going to gain the most. Because all you need is the first wife to say to the second wife, wife I'll be mavater on the field. And uh, in, in, order to, um, in order to work it out fair, yeah, you'll pay me a little bit. Otherwise, that, you end up with nothing. So I need one guy where he can have the buyer say to the second wife, listen, don't collect your ksuba. Don't take it from me. Let me hold on to the field and I'll, we'll do a backroom deal. All, all you need is one person to break the chain. That's it. So, and the Gans Klaus is helped over here. The whole situation is up. Okay. Same, same thing holds true with a Balchayv. And so too, with an Isha, a woman who is a Balashayv, even if she bought it from her husband. Beautiful. Okay. I'm sorry. Even if the husband owes her money, the same thing would hold true as if anybody else. All right. Says the Gemara. Just because she wrote to the buyer that the Maisha writes the buyer, I have nothing to do with you, says the Gemara. What does that help? But we learned in the I will not claim this field, and I'm not going to be involved in it, or I'm going to withdraw my hands from it. We didn't say anything. Okay? Why? We learned this earlier. We learned this actually about two weeks ago that, that words itself is not going to accomplish much. You have to actually make a kinyan. You have to make movement. You've got to do something in order for it to be impactful. So Gemara, first and foremost, is asking, just because she wrote this, doesn't mean, if he didn't make a kinyan from her, if they didn't do something, some sort of acquisition, for her to give over her rights, just writing a, a document is not going to suffice. So Gemara says, fine, Beseder, huh? Isn't the document a kinyan? No. You need a, you need a, you could do a Khalipin, you could do a Kenyan Sudder, whatever it is, but you, you got to, it's like, it's like by Kedushin, you make Kenyan Sudder on the Ksuba. Do you have to, do you have to hand over the star? Not necessarily, not necessarily. I'm Kedushin. Yeah. So you can, Makadish or what you should write a star, right? Yeah. Does that mean you write the star or does that mean you, you, she receives the star? That's what I'm asking. So it's the same thing here. What's the Kenyan? The kin, you know, that you're going to have to hand it over. You're going to have to hand it over. But be it as it doesn't matter. Let's say by a regular ksuba. We're not dealing with a marriage over here. By a ksuba. How does the husband give over his rights to the money that he's obligated to his wife? With the khalipin. Huh? With the sudr. Huh? Yeah. Doesn't hand, yeah. No. Yeah. That, that's afterwards. But at the time of the signing of the document, 
So they make a, they make a Kenyan. So the Gemara is going to give a very simple answer. The Gemara says, Shkayach, fine. Let's say they did it. Let's say she actually made an acquisition with him. They made an acquisition. Beautiful. Says Gemara, Shkayach, Ekonomi Yoda, my having. So uh, still, it shouldn't be effective. Why shouldn't it be effective? Because beautiful. Why don't? Why can't she just claim I was trying to keep my husband happy? Did we learn in a Mishnah? If a person buys a field from the husband, and then he goes and he buys, the, and then he the, the wife signs off on it as well. What's the halacha? Mechay bottle. The mekach is bottle. Um, you see, you see a woman could say, "Listen, I wrote over to you just to keep my husband happy." It was shown by us. It wasn't really in my mind. I didn't really intend to give you. So, Gemara is gonna. This question is asking a premise on the whole mission. Is 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 questioning the whole assumption that that it's even valid in the first place? Our Mishnah says she writes it over to a to a buyer. It's valid. Ask the Gemara. It's valid. Who says valid in the first place? So here we go. This is gonna lead us on a. A wild goose chase over here. To a different Mishnais. Maybe. Maybe it's included in that svar. Okay, but we do find the same concept anytime there's a svar to say something happened without real uh, real consent. No question. Yeah, basically, as we're going to see soon, when Rebbe wrote the Mishnais, he, he wrote one Mishnah like Rebbe, and he wrote one Mishnah like the, of Rebbe Meir, one like Rebbe one like Rebbe Meir. Now, how do you know this? Machlech has seen Rebbe and Rebbe Meir as to whether we're concerned about a wife only signing it for Shalom Bayis. If a husband sells a field to one guy and the wife doesn't make a Kenyan with that guy. She doesn't sign off on it. So she still has a lien. And then, he sells another field to a second guy and she does sign off on it. Okay? She can't collect the Ksuba anymore. Why? She can't collect Ksuba number one because at the time, she can't collect field number one that was sold. Because at the time it was sold, there was remaining fields for her to collect the ksuba from. She can't collect ksuba number two because she signed off on it. Mm-hmm. So you see, when a woman signs off on a ksuba, so it it's valid. The latest, huh? the latest, the latest field. field. Whichever field is, is remaining, right? Which seems to be like our Mishnah. That it's valid. She could say, I was just doing it for Sean Bias. Uh, yeah, it was, it was uh, you know, it was, uh, I want to keep my husband happy. Atem, malachem alai, what do you want from me? So that's Rebuta. Rebuta argues Rameir. Rameir doesn't go with that svar of Shalom Bayez. Rebuta does. Says the Gemara. So there's no contradiction. There's no steer between the Mishnayas. Our Mishnah, which says it's valid, the Mishnah over there says it's not valid. I'll tell you why. The Rebbe, Sosim Lahakik Rameir, but Sosim Lahakik Rebuta. The Mishnah over here passes like Rameir, that it's going to be valid. And the Mishnah over there passes like Rebuta. Amr of Papa says, I'll tell you another, another way to answer you. this. You know what our case of our mission is? Where we say it's valid? The Grusha. She's already divorced. Oh. So she, could she claim I'm trying to make my husband happy? No. She got divorced. And then her husband sells a field. And then she signs off on the field. Oh, I was trying to keep him happy. He's your ex. What are you trying to keep him happy for? What's your svar? Because they have kids. What's your logic? Okay. Very good. Okay. <laughs> you, you're onto something. No, you're onto something. He's saying, he's saying, keep showing for the kids. You want to keep Enechanami. Now, they're kids before they got divorced. <coughs> but be it as it may, be it as it may, the Svara really here is that Nachas because I'm trying to keep the finances, people aren't good. Even, even for that, you can't expect. You know, maybe there's a message there as well. As much, you know, sometimes people aren't fair to the other one and you're pushed into a corner just for the shame of the kids. Enechanami. 
Ravashi Yomar Ravashi says another possible teretz to the contradiction between the Mishnayos. Again, about whether we're concerned about Nachas Ruach, about whether we're concerned that she did it for Shalom Bayis or not. So Ravashi Yomar, Ravashi says, it's really both Mishnayos is Ravmeir Hosam and Ravmeir over there, which says that we don't say Nachas Ruach, Ella Bishnei Lukach. It's talking about there's two buyers, Tamila, that we're going to say to her, each, each buyer is going to say to her, Really? You want to keep your husband happy? Well, guess what? You, you, you signed off on the second one, he didn't sign off on the first one. But he should have signed off on the first one as well. Because, what do you want to tell me? He started a field left? It doesn't matter. If a husband's able to get more money, when everybody knows that all parties involved are going to sign off. When there's one buyer, even a mayor would, would agree, you must see some the cost of lacher. And our Misha is dealing with where there was already a sale to somebody else. She didn't sign off on that somebody else. Now she is signing off on, on, uh, on uh, fellow number two who's buying it. And Mamela, we're going to say that uh, she loses her rights. Beautiful. Tanan Hasam, we learned that a mission over there. You're not allowed to collect, and this is the halacha we stated earlier, right? If if you have um, property that has a lien on it, you can't. Somebody, the one who has the lien, cannot collect sold property if you have other property that's available that hasn't been sold to collect from. You can't do that. Even if the remaining property, it doesn't give off the good value, even if it's the the lowest level. Uh, um, produce Inferior produce He asked the question Searching for information What happens If the property That's still there Gets ruined Okay So in other words The, the stuff was sold The field was sold And there was Remaining land So can you collect From the sold property No But the remaining land Now floods We'll call it It gets ruined so now there's talking no more land. There's no more land to, to uh, collect from. So the shaila is, mahu de If it gets ruined afterwards, can now you go back to the original sellers and, uh, and mun it. Interesting shaila. Okay? Interesting shaila. Now, I'll, I'll tell you the, the, the teeth guide behind the shaila. Here's why it's, here's why it's teeth. Huh? The land will eventually be good again. Okay. Cause maybe you got to be patient. You could say eventually, maybe, yeah, maybe not. Or do we say like this? Or do we say like this? <laughs> right. <laughs> Nothing's ever getting better. Nothing's ever. Um, when do we say that you cannot, co- when, when the Chum say you can't collect from the Chasim Mishubadim when there are Nechasim Bedechari, when there's free property, does that mean that you totally already lost your lien from the Nechasim Mishubadim? And all you're left with is Nechas and Berechairen? You hear the Chakira. Here's the Chakira. Or do we say, no, you still have a Shibur and everything, but the one that you're Mechoyev to go to first is this land. It's a get the Shail. This is the Chakira. This is the Tifkite. The Lamdis of the Shail. Okay? This is what, because the whole thing, the whole thing of, of Ksuba, of having a lien, is, is Midrabon. Right, but if you. Midrabon, say, you got to go to the, you got to go to Berechairen before the, before the Meshubad. Says the Gemara Toshma, come and listen. If a husband um, writes to the first guy, he sells a field to, to Yid number one, and the wife doesn't sign off on it. Signs off on the second guy. If she loses her field, again, by the first field, she has field left. She has, when the first field was sold, she has another field to collect from. The second one sold, she's left with nothing. She signed off on that, so she's totally lost. 
you're going to tell me, once something happens afterwards to the property that it gets ruined, you completely lost your rights. So let her go back to buyer number one and say, listen, the second field now is considered ruined to me because I signed off on it. And your lien, my lien on your field is still in existence. Because it's not a vart. Again, the Lumdus series, it's the Hakiris, it's not a vart. That it, that it disappeared, my lien. It's just that I can't go there first. But now, this is the new first. Because I lost my second. I, I lost my other first. So now this is the first. Yeah. Right? A guy's got a seat by the window. And then they expand the shul 10 feet. Does his seat move to the window? Or does he stay in his spot? Somebody else... Get the window seat. You got to stay where you are, right? That's Mamish. What's happening here? What's happening here is this was at the time that I, that I wasn't able to collect because other fields, other fields. This is new first. It's the new bat, new new leadoff batter. There's only eight players in it. <coughs> All right. So says the Gemara. Granted, she lost access to her second suva. But let her take from the first one. What she lost her suva? You're right. You ready for this? She could go back to field number one. She lost her second one. But it's like a flood of field. Or maybe by a flood of field, she would be able to go back. No, there's no right. I'll respond with two points. First of all, when it says lost, it means lost. It's not the type of lost that your kids say when they're in their uh, young or adolescent years that uh, they didn't really lose. They, they didn't really look for it too well. He lost it right? in the river. Or it's lost, right? I, 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 where's your you know, Where's your new watch that we bought you? It's lost. Oh, really? It's lost. Wow. Where'd you look? On the kitchen counter. Did you look in your drawer? No, but it's lost. I need another one. Okay, go look in your drawer. <laughs> And furthermore, if somebody borrows from one, one guy, and then he sells his property to two people, so he borrowed money, so now his property becomes Meshubit, then he sells property to two people. Because of Balchayv, and the Balchayv, who's owed the money, writes to one of the buyers, you hear they have a backroom deal, I'm not going to mun the property that it's like the wife. You understand the case? It's like the wife saying, I'm not going to u- utilize my lien against you. So you can't claim against the Because the first guy can say, Beautiful. I left you a second guy. You, you don't want to collect from the second guy? That's your own problem. Don't throw your, uh, your, uh, your uh, trying to be nice on somebody else's face. We should say from here as well. When a wife gives up her right to Aksuba... The second suba, can she go back to guy number one? Says the Gemara, no. You shouldn't be allowed to go back to guy number one. You know why? Because guy number one could say to her, you did this to yourself. You, you kicked yourself in the foot by writing it to the second guy. My husband. It's my husband that you wanted to When I bought the land, you had no rights to collect it. Now that you, you can't go ahead and mess me up like this. Says the Gemara, no. Hasam ihu da'afsid nafshei biyadayim. Beautiful. Says the Gemara, over there, he did it to himself by giving up his rights to the second buyer. Here's the answer, beautiful answer. The Gemara says, you can't prove anything from these cases. I'll tell you why. When the wife gives up her rights, when this guy writes to one of the buyers, the lender who has a lien on the field, I'm not going to collect from you. 
Does that, and let's say we don't let him take it. Does that prove that if there's a leftover field for her and that field gets ruined, she now cannot go back to anybody else? No, because it's not her fault. She didn't do this. In other words, when the lender goes and he be a dayim with his own hands, he writes over, he takes, he makes a kinyan with the guy. And he says, I will not collect it. Okay, so you, you, you messed up. Messed up, that's it, so. However, when your field gets flooded, that's already Rabbi was doing. You can't blame her. She's willing to collect from that last field, but there's no value. There's, there's no value. Collect your ksuba, something has no value, there's no value. So it's like it's not here. She didn't do it. Now that's not here. She didn't do it. We'll tell her maybe she can go back and collect from the original buyers. Okay. But the mice, I just want to tell you something. We don't have a clear proof. What we've done is is disprove the uh, disprove all the proofs. That's really what we've accomplished here. All right. Bottom line: Sadi Hey Amud Aleph. Omar Le Rav Yemar Le Ravashi. Rav Yemar says to Ravashi, top of Amud Beis, V'hamaisim b'chol yayim. Maisim b'chol yayim says Rashi, the dinin donin the kivon the ishtarif nechari chotef mi b'shabdi. Says, I want to tell you something. If you walk into a bezdin, if you walk into a bezdin and you have a lien, and the fields were sold, and the field that was left for you got ruined, a bezdin will allow you to go and collect from the original property. They'll allow you to do that. When did it get ruined? After you took it or before? Well, let's find out. Let's read some stories over here. The Hugavra, there was a fella. The Mishkan Lehi Pardesa Lechavre Leeser Shnin. He allowed his uh, Pardes, his orchard, to uh, be used as a collateral for his friend for 10 years. Okay, meaning Shimon borrows $20,000 from Reuven. Shimon doesn't have the 20 grand. He tells Reuven, listen, I have an orchard. For the next 10 years, you could eat all the oranges. That's, that's going to be my payment. Yeah. It's going to be my payment. Very good. It's produce. It's produce. It's produce. The cash lechamesh shonim. Okay. Now what happened is, five years later, starts drying up, not producing for the ten years, right? So they agreed. The lender agreed on this understanding. I'm going to get the produce for ten years. Five years are up. It's not producing. Says the lender. Uh, excuse me. Um, you still owe me half the money. And the borrower says, yeah. what do you mean? We agreed, to, I'm, I'm still giving you access for 10 years. Yeah. If it ain't producing, that's your own problem. Your so here we go. They came from the bottom of the And they said, you know what? You're still owed half the money. You still owe $10,000. And, you, and uh, you, you haven't been paid back. So you now have a lien on this guy's other property. Wait, wait, wait. You have a lien on his property. Why did he agree to a lien on the property? So what do you see from this? Uh, what do you see from this story? Okay, that if let's say the original understanding falls apart, you can go back and collect from original property, and the same thing would hold true in our case of the woman, where her field flooded. Yeah. There was a field that the field flooded. You go back. Right. So now he's got a, he's got a sheep. Answers the Gemara. Well, that's right. That's right. Answers the Gemara. Hasumnami inhu dafsi dafshayu. No, there also we could say he did it to himself. He was mafsed himself. Kivan davi yadi departei saved the kish. Listen, you know dogs only live for a certain amount of years. So you got to know when you get attached to it, it ain't going to be around forever. 
when you purchase a vineyard, you got to do your research. How, uh, how much more, you know, how, how robust is the soil in this vineyard, in this orchard? Yeah, but that dog don't hunt. So he never should have agreed. Okay. Fine. <laughs> Says the Gemara, I'm sorry. The, the, the never should have agreed is going on the borrower. The borrower. The borrower knew, we're basically saying the borrower knew better. Says Gemara of the is if let's say your field flooded and there's no more there's no more land over there, so the halacha is you're allowed to go back to your original property. Amr Abaye Abaye says somebody says it's a female uh, it's a female uh, grammar over here. So my stuff should belong to you, and after you die. Um, it should go to somebody else. So he's allowing his property to go to a specific woman. Okay? It doesn't say that he's his wife. It doesn't say anything. You write over to a woman, this is going to be yours, but after you die, it's not staying in your family. After you die, I want it to go to uh, Shmerl. Okay? So what do we do? She goes and gets married. So her husband is considered a buyer. And um, the other guy who the original person, Shmerel, who the original person said it should go to, cannot take the money from the husband. Because the husband is called a buyer from the wife. So it wasn't the wife's when she died. What did the guy say? You own the field. When you die, your field's going to go to Shmerel. It's not her field. It's the husband's. Says the Gemara, come on, who's this following? It's going like the following Tano, the Tanya went to my property is yours. And afterwards, and afterwards, the plans go to somebody else. The first guy goes and sells the field. In our case, the woman selling it to her husband, so to speak. The second guy can take it from the buyer when the woman dies. You can only collect whatever uh, whatever's left. So Abai is obviously passing like Roshim Gamil. Right? What's he passing? I say to a woman, I say to Sarah, Sarah, my land is yours. And after yours, I want Shmerel to get it. And Sarah gets married. Her husband is now called a buyer, and Shmerel can never get the land. Because he only gets the land that Sarah owned. Since at the time of Sarah's death, she didn't own it, it now went to her husband. So Shmerel's not getting it. Shmerel's only going to get it after Sarah. But he doesn't get it after Sarah's husband. She doesn't get it after Avram Avinu. Says the Gemara, Umi Amar Abai Haki, does Abai really paskin like this? Vamra Abai Abai says, Ezehu Rosha Arum. Chevra, listen closely. Who's considered, literally means an unclothed Rosha. Somebody who's uh, doing things, an unclothed. You see, there's a Rosha and then there's a Rosha Arum. A Russia Aram, you could be a Russia, but he does the wrong thing. A Russia Aram is what? A coward? Calculated. Calculated. Yeah. He's, 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 everything he's doing is just to like ruin what somebody else can possibly gain. There's like an added element of Rishas where he, there's a statement, and this is a sight in life. Most people who hurt you don't mean to hurt you, they're not out to get you, they're out, they're just, they're, they, they're just thinking about themselves. They don't mean to hurt. They just only think about themselves. This type of Russia 
is out to get everybody. That's the next level. It's the next level. Seizu Roshar. Ready for this? What's considered an unclothed Russia? Somebody who advises somebody else to sell their field, like this halacha of Rav Shem Gamliel. What's halacha of Shem Gamliel? That's called a lawyer. Huh? That's called a lawyer. Yeah, okay, maybe. Uh, careful. I mean, the, you're naming yourself over here. What we're saying is, what we're saying is like this. He's, a, he's an attorney. That's what I said. I know. What we're saying is like this. When call this guy Yankel writes his land over to Sari, he says, Sari, when I want you to, when you die, I want it Shmerel to get it. That's what he intended, and that's really what where the land should go. That was the original problem. So Sarah doesn't want to lose it. So she goes to she goes to an attorney over here, and the attorney says, "I'll give you an idea how to keep it away from Shmero. That's right. Keep it away from Shmero. Go get married. Go get married, or sell it to somebody else. And this way, Shmero's not going to go. Now, this is Abaye says you shouldn't you shouldn't be giving this type of advice." Because the Misa, it's one guy's gain, but you're taking it away from somebody else's rights. It is their rights up until now. What do you, like, just, just let them have it. What is, who cares? Nobody's getting hurt by him, by him getting it. Nobody's getting hurt by it. So let it, it's coming to him. Let it come to him. You have to dafka. What do you gain by it not going to, by it not going to Shmero? Fine. So now another guy bought it. So now he has it. She doesn't have it anyway. She doesn't have it anyway. So what do you lose? And that's Abai's statement. So why is Abai saying we pass like a shrimp meal if he said you shouldn't do it? Says Gemara, Mika Martinase. You say he should? No. Nisais. If she gets married, then you can't take it. But we don't advise her to go do that. If she writes, if somebody says to a woman, my property goes to you, yeah, it says to Sarah, my property goes to you, and then after you die, it's going to go to Shmero. She sells the property and dies. If she was married at the time, the husband could take it from the hand of the buyers because. He had uh, he received first dips. He's the first buyer, like we just said a few lines ago. And then Shmerel can go and take it from the husband. Shmerel go take it from the husband. Now we're going to see why. We're going to see why. The lekeach miad achrayich, and then umakmin alakulu biad lekeach, and then the property is going to remain in the hands of the original buyer that she sold it to. Says Gemara, I don't understand. This doesn't make any sense. This doesn't work out with our Mishnah. Uh, because in our Mishnah, what do we say? Pass the package. Keep going. Yeah. It keeps going in circles till one guy breaks the chain and it's been bought there. Yeah? Why are we saying over here that ultimately it ends up by the buyer? So Gemara is going to clarify what the story was. The Gemara says, Hossam, in that case, In that case, everyone's going to end up losing out. Um, but Hacha in the other case where we said keep passing the package, pa- passing the letter, Hacha, but over here, like Keachu, the only one who's getting a loss is the buyer. Why? Nobody else paid for it. Remember, the guy said to Sarah, I'm giving you a gift. It's a gift. I have to give, I want to go to Shmero. Sarah sold it to a buyer. Right? And she got married. So they have a husband plus a buyer. Nobody else spent money on this thing. Besides for the buyer. So when one person stands to lose the most, we're going to say, it goes to, you know, it's going to go to that, uh, it'll, it'll go to that uh, purchaser. Also, Raphim, so Raphim went and he said over this halacha in front of Ravashi. 
Mi Omar Abai Hachi, and he says, you know, did Abai actually say that um, we could, that if somebody gives the land to Sarah and she gets married and sells the land, the husband could go and take it? Um, and then we take it back from the husband. If somebody says to Sarah, my property goes to you, and then to Shmeral, and then she gets married, the husband is considered buyer number one. And therefore, after you, it has nothing to do with the husband. Meaning, how will we say that the buyer could take it away from us? Granted, he has the most to lose, but it doesn't matter. If the husband is considered buyer number one, buyer number one could always take it before buyer number two. If you're calling him a buyer, he's a buyer. Whether or not he, he's actually spent money on the land, doesn't matter. Remember, remember we said, it's not so clear how it got to Sarah. Were they married? Was he single? Sigmara says, over there, in the first case, we're dealing with where she was, she was still single. She was in Shaduchim. So there was no achrayas in anybody. However, but over here, he said it there when she was married. So somebody gives a land to Sarah when she's married. So Micah, what are you saying to this married woman? This guy goes to Sarah, who's a married woman, and he's giving over, she says, I want after you die, it's going to go to Shmeru. What are you saying to her? You know what you're saying? It's not your husband's, it's yours. Because you know she's married. If she's single and she gets married, we're going to call her husband by her number one. But if, if you walk over to a married woman, and you say, listen, here's the conditions of the gift. You're going to take ownership, and after you kick the bucket, go into Shmer. It sounds like she gets so that's the condition of the gift. The goes back. It doesn't sound like... No, it's hers. Has, it's totally hers. It's 100%. No, it's a matana. It's instead of matana of anas lahachzir, it's a matana of anas litain lishmer. You're saying that that, 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 that breaks the bylaws, doesn't it? No, so if she would sell it, it wouldn't be valid to be this. It wouldn't be a valid sale because she's already married. Actually, should, I, should we say that? Or should we just say, no, maybe it would be. But she, it doesn't belong to the husband. It doesn't belong to the husband. Maybe a buyer, it would go to. It's not going to go to the husband. It's not going to your husband. Because he specifically said, it's not going to your husband. It's going to go to Shmerl after. So if, if, if I was to give you something and say it doesn't go to any of your yard. Beautiful. Two dots. Last part of Gemara before we finish this. Heilige, 10th parak. Of Ksubis, same thing is true with the Bachayev and two buyers, same thing would hold with a woman who lent the money and two Lukuchais as well. But the same Allahs of our Mishnah that we say you have to know who gets first dibs will apply to those cases as well. Hadron Allah, me, Shahoya Nosoi, Hadron Allah, Mishahoya Nosoi, Hadron Allah, Mishahoya Nosoi, will return to you, Bez Hashem, Perak, me, Shahoya Nosoi, Malsaf, everybody finished the 10th Perak of Ksubis, Bez Hashem. Tomorrow we will pick up with the brand new parak on the bottom of Tati Hay on the base. Have a wonderful day.